From bloated and tired to free and inspired, welcome to Free and Inspired Radio with Philip Watkins, your weekly dose of everything digestion and mental health related. We hope you enjoy this episode. Here is your host, Philip Watkins. Yes, yes. Hi there. Welcome to another episode of Free and Inspired Radio. I'm your host, a naturopathic practitioner, Philip Watkins, and I'm grateful to have you with us today. If you're new to the show, well, the title says it all. It's all about feeling free and inspired and exploring the many different avenues you can take to get there, whether it's deep dives on digestion and mental health solutions or guests who offer their own stories and answers. I hope I can be the type of guide you can rely on to unlock the agency you have to reach your own mental and physical competency. Let's get started with what's coming up on today's episode. Coming up on this week's show. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode 24 of Free and Inspired Radio. Thanks for joining us. If you're new to the show, I'd like to thank you for joining us today. I hope you find this episode helpful. Episode 24, we're going to be asking, can the brain and the digestive system be the answer to your acne and skin issues? In this episode, I'm here to tell you it can. Now, would you believe two dermatologists first spoke about the brain, gut and skin connection in 1930? I've been excited to do this episode because I feel as if the relationship between all three of these things or systems have been in the literature for a while. And it's only recently that the brain digestion skin link is helping people break free of their long-standing acne and skin issues. And as we'll get into a little bit later in the show, it may actually be a necessity because of the antibiotic use. And we'll obviously talk about that a little bit later. But this is what it's all about here is feeling free and inspired, right? So whether it's from your digestion or skin issues, Studies confirm that acne and other skin issues also cause regular bouts of depression, anxiety, and other stress-based conditions, so already that connection is presenting itself. Some studies suggest that depression is two to three times more prevalent in people living with acne, and this interaction is clear enough to combine the specialties to create a further specialty called psychodermatology, which is a combination between psychiatry and dermatology. What's new, or at least when it comes to our understanding, is that the mental health conditions that develop as part of living with a skin condition can rebound and worsen through its effect on the digestive system. Now, the connection between the digestive system and digestive symptoms, excuse me, and people living with acne has been well proven. For example, a study containing 13,000 teenagers demonstrated that those living with acne were more, more likely to experience accompanying symptoms such as constipation, bad breath, and reflux. Furthermore, abdominal bloating was 37% more likely to occur in people living with acne and other skin conditions. Now, 13,000 people in the study, this is where we're starting to get some concrete data, which is great. There's also a direct and indirect dietary connection to acne. Studies in adolescent girls suggest that a standard Western diet classically containing red meat, dairy, and high glycemic foods may aggravate acne. High glycemic foods also compound this further by inducing insulin resistance, which can also worsen acne. Now, the same diet can be also low in fiber. 
affecting the microbiome and worsening inflammation-based skin conditions such as acne. Some studies see corrective results with high levels of fibre, but these studies are small and need to be done again for confirmation. If you're a regular listener to this show, though, as a side note, I don't think you're ever going to go wrong by increasing your fibre intake. Anyway, so this is also super interesting, but it also makes sense. The skin has its own biome. So just like there's a bacterial environment in digestion, in your urinary tract, in your sinus, the skin also has its own bacterial environment, which can be imbalanced in acne. Yep, there's a bacterial environment on the skin, which consists of three main microbes amongst a bunch of other ones, the three being Cutibacterium acnes, Staphylococcus epidermis, and Staphylococcus aureus, which is transient depending on the environment. And these microbes can be affected via different environmental factors such as skin, uh, skincare, excuse me, soaps, antibiotics, temperature, humidity, which is vital if you live in Hong Kong or Singapore, and UV exposure. All of these things can influence how the microbes that I've mentioned there colonize your skin. Now, primarily, we're going to talk about Cutibacterium acnes, and that is a beneficial bacteria for your skin and accounts for 90% of the microbes that make up the sebum-rich areas, such as the scalp, face, chest, and back, which are the primary areas that we see acne uh, present itself. Whilst researchers are still piecing together the full extent of its role in acne, C. acnes completes some critical functions for the skin. For example, it helps us keep the skin's pH low and blocks other bacteria which can worsen acne by setting up a colony on your skin. Current research points to an imbalance among these species of bacteria causing inflammatory acne. Interestingly, this imbalance makes acne worse or the way this imbalance makes acne worse also occurs similarly in the digestive system. And we've talked about that a lot in different episodes, leaky gut, different skin conditions, sorry, different pain conditions, brain conditions. This imbalance is commonly referred to as dysbiosis and looks more like a diversity problem than one bacteria appearing higher levels than another, which would be akin to something like germ theory, where you get a germ, the germ causes the problem, and then you clear the germ and the problem disappears. This isn't really that way. This is more of a diversity issue. So certain species of bacteria have a purpose, and they fulfill that purpose, and that helps the broader you know, uh, sum, or sum total, if you like. Different types of bacteria in the skin's biome work together to maintain a healthy environment, which is kind of what I just said. As is the digest- case with the digestion, the different bacteria on the skin keep a balance so much so that when different strains of the C. acnes microbes lose their balance or acne severity increases. So once again, we can start to see this balance becoming really important. This particular microbe appeared in the faces of people living with mild to moderate acne and severe acne on the back. So they're starting to really link changes in the different types of C. acnes uh, to you know, real, real life conditions for people living with acne. The importance of this change in bacterial diversity on the skin is now causing researchers to recommend using antibiotic courses and creams in a limited way. So I'll say that again, the importance of this change in bacterial diversity on the skin is now causing researchers to recommend using antibiotic courses and creams in a limited way as they can cause long-term issues like the dysbiosis I mentioned above, if not also because of the C. acnes becoming more and more antibiotic-resistant over time, especially in acne patients. 
Now, I'll add this in the transcript if I can, but I did see as I was putting this episode together, there was an estimate that 50% of the specific species of C. acnes, of which there are many, are now considered to be antibiotic resistant because of the large amount of antibiotic use for acne and the prescriptions for acne. So that's a pretty big deal and it's only going to get worse, unfortunately. Correcting the effects of these prescriptions is always the first place to start for someone like me, especially when helping someone unlock the potential of the digestion and the skin. Even before testing the digestion for small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, which we'll look at a little bit later, patients attending their first visit are typically already using monthly courses of antibiotics. Now, just a little side note here. I don't want you to feel regret or shame for getting to the point where you felt antibiotics were the only way to help. Remember, at all times, it's about you and it's about getting better. I'm going to repeat that. Remember, at all times, it's about you and getting better. And acne and other skin conditions are debilitating at best. If that antibiotic course offers some positive change for you, even momentarily in the context of how long you've been suffering, that's never a bad thing. So as you can listen to on the antibiotic episode of Freedom Inspired Radio that I did, these prescriptions need to be completed for a full course to not cause any unnecessary damage. Therefore, when I first meet someone, often I prescribe an accompanying probiotic formula to take alongside the rest of the antibiotic course to ease some of the potential dysbiosis. So if you do feel like you are someone who, you know, you're listening to this and you are taking antibiotics for your acne and you're like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? Rest assured, there's one particular study found that using a combination of antibiotics and probiotics compared to the placebo and probiotics alone had good results in reducing the lesions on acne. So you can actually amplify the effects of the antibiotics, but also the probiotics might be a nice place to start to you know, somewhat rebuild things post the antibiotic course. Talking about probiotics, they can play a massive part in acne, even back to the pioneers of the digestion, skin and brain connection in the 1930s and earlier, just not in the way you might think. A case report from a doctor in 1924 demonstrated the value of the strain Lactobacillus acidophilus, you've probably heard of it if you're familiar with probiotics, for improving the complexion and seemingly contributing to mental improvement. Now, in the modern day, researchers have been able to focus on how strains of probiotics change the presentation of the inflammation in acne. An interesting accompaniment to oral probiotic use is the potential of topical probiotic creams for acne. The research here uses strains such as Lactobacillus plantarum, and the is and the research is limited, but suggestive of, of a potential in real establishing the balance of the microbes on the skin surface. So once again, you're starting to see a theme here. Anything that we would be doing to help acne is more driven to actually reconstituting the correct diversity of bacteria on the skin surface. Topical probiotics have also got another exciting function when it comes to acne, as it and it introduces the nervous system's influence and a peptide called substance P. We'll touch on substance P later on in the show when we link the brain digestion and the skin together in their entirety. But very interesting stuff. Now, there is a little research, there is, sorry, excuse me, there is little research on the strains of oral probiotics 
or probiotics that work internally that might help acne directly, i.e. I took so-and-so probiotic for eight weeks and my acne improved this much. Those studies are relatively limited at this point, but there does seem to be another way to improve the bacterial balance within the digestion to unlock acne. And to leave you on a cliffhanger, we're going to get right into that after the break on free and inspired radio so i'm going to force you to listen to the break and we'll be back to talk about how to just really use the digestion to actually heal your acne which is a big call we'll be back after this break time to take a break are you enjoying this episode of free and inspired radio There's no better time to take back your personal health sovereignty. If you want to connect with more free and inspired episodes, simply subscribe to your favorite podcast platform or visit the website at www.philipwatkins.health for more information. Let's get back to the show. Yes, yes. Welcome back to episode 24 of Free and Inspired Radio. Thanks for sticking with us for that short break. This episode is looking at the connection between the gut, the brain, and skin conditions such as acne. We've broken down a few parts of the link between the digestion and the skin. So we looked at the main bacteria on the skin, C or Cutibacterium acnes. We looked at how that can be imbalanced and how that can make somewhat make acne worse. Now, in this part of the show, we're going to start off with the one thing that I think I see help. So I see help people with acne the most, and uh, even in this case, rosacea, which is going to bring in another uh, skin condition here, and that is small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. Correcting small intestinal bacterial overgrowth or SIBO has seen positive results that may last up to a minimum of nine months in some cases. Previously in this episode, we've touched on how an imbalance or dysbiosis within the bacterial environment in the skin can worsen acne and skin conditions. But what about other some you know some of these other conditions aside from acne, like rosacea? Well, in preclinical studies, the answer may lie within the attenuation of a small intestinal bacterial overgrowth or SIBO. If you're new to SIBO, the American College of Gastroenterology defines it as the presence of an excessive amount of bacteria in the small bowel or small intestine that can cause digestive symptoms. The symptoms of SIBO include abdominal bloating, distension or sensation of feeling full, diarrhea, constipation and gas formation. This symptom list can make it difficult to differentiate between other digestive disorders such as irritable bowel syndrome. Some studies now have the prevalence of SIBO up to around 70% in IBS cases. So once again, the big crossover there, although those studies actually differentiate a little bit. There's some studies that say that it's 50% of IBS that have SIBO. So some, some differing stuff there. But look, remember the study that we discussed earlier in the episode? So after assessing 13,000 school-age women with, with acne, results showed those living with acne to have a high prevalence of digestive issues an almost 40% increase in abdominal bloating symptoms. So this connection is also the case in rosacea with the skin condition connected to IBS, reflux, and helicobacter pylori infection and SIBO. 
Researchers completed a small but excellent study outlining the potential tr- uh, of treating rosacea via the digestive system and SIBO in 2008, and the results of the study demonstrated two things. The first was that people living with rosacea had a higher prevalence of SIBO than the healthy group. The second is that the, is those positive for SIBO via a breath test had almost complete regression of their symptoms after correcting the SIBO. So an unexpected bonus of this study was the follow-up. And once again, I think this is a great example of natural medicine at its best. Patients whose conditions improved during the initial trial saw their improvements maintained for at least nine months. That's a fantastic result that would help many people if reproduced with some more significant numbers, i.e. that study, you know, can we get 1,000 people, 2,000 people, 3,000 people to do that study who have rosacea, see whether or not the prevalence is the same, see whether or not the correction of SIBO leads to those same results. So hopefully we can start to standardize these types of things and help more people, which would be cool, right? So... How does the brain link in with the digestion and the skin? So we've talked about the, the, the great connection between the skin and the digestive system, but this is about all three. So living with a skin condition such as acne or rosacea is difficult. You don't need me to tell you that if you're living with it, but it's no wonder that people experience challenges to their mental health because of it. Let's bring together how digestion affects the brain to affect the skin. This connection is particularly significant because clear studies highlight how emotional stress stress worsens acne. And I say that, but look, there are a couple of studies that are contrary to that as well. So we always need to keep a balanced view when we're looking at science. It was only until recently the substance P, so remember we mentioned substance P earlier in the episode, the molecule we mentioned before was confirmed as one of the contributing factors. So what the hell is substance P? kind of half sounds like something Robocop is clearing off the streets in the original movies in the 80s. Maybe I just showed my age too much, but substance P is critical for how stress can negatively affect acne. Substance P is called a neuropeptide and stress and infection among the things that cause its release. This is where that connection between emotional stress and acne comes from. This molecule is highly inflammatory and participates in diseases across the respiratory, digestive and musculoskeletal systems and worsens acne. Just minor increases in circulating substance P levels worsen anxiety, depression and aggression in men. Interestingly, people who have responded to antidepressant therapy have shown declines in the amount of substance P as their mood improves. So what brings this into the digestion, brain and skin conversation is that even minor alterations in the microbiome can cause a release of substance P. Substance P does a lot in the brain, digestion and skin, but does the one thing that you don't want in acne. It increases sebum production, which drives acne hard. So regulating substance P release is another avenue where probiotics may come in to help. We discussed the role of how topical probiotic formulas could regulate substance P earlier in the episode, but it seems specific strains may also help. Lactobacillus paracaceae has suppressed inflammation induced uh, by substance P in culture-based studies. This is suppression, suppression is exciting and it suggests that influencing the bacterial environment can calm substance P effects on the skin and the body, but 
culture-based study, it's an important note that this particular study is a long way to go to prove to be helpful in humans, but it's exciting nonetheless. Wait, though, there's more for probiotics. I feel like I'm contradicting myself. I kind of said earlier in the episode there's limited research on how probiotics can help in acne, but there are some indirect ways, and probiotics may have an indirect benefit for acne in improving the levels of omega-3 fats in the blood when taken together. An interesting study in fatty liver saw benefits when taking a probiotic formula and omega-3 together as well. Omega-3 fats have good evidence for mild to moderate acne using 2,000 milligrams of EPA and DHA for 10 weeks. Their use in acne is an example of how one agent can affect the whole axis we're talking about, the brain, gut, and the digestion. Not only do omega-3 fats assist with acne directly, but being deficient in omega-3 fats can also increase SIBO. Not many people know that. This Still, it can also contribute to the development of other mental health conditions such as ADHD and depression. So you've literally got one agent, the omega-3 fats through fish oil or your plant-based fats, although I would recommend if you don't know your DNA to probably go animal-based with that. And that's a whole other podcast that I might do soon. Um, But you can see it affects the digestion, it affects the skin and the brain all at once. And this is how unlocking these systems is important. So in conclusion, unlocking the brain, digestion and skin connection may be the way to end the cycle of antibiotics and corticosteroid creams for acne. And unlocking this connection for acne is just what this all episode is all about. And I hope you've found that even as we touch the surface of these subjects in 20 minutes in a, in a podcast episode, that you're able to see how unlocking these systems can help. On another hand, or another note, don't get me wrong, the antibiotics and the anti-inflammatory creams have their place. I want to reiterate what I said in the first part of the show. If you're at a point where your acne is really that bad, go and get go and get some help. And that help may just change the quality of your day. It may help you with your mental health. It may help you with a bunch of stuff. So don't feel shame or bad for choosing these things, but understand that there are some other ways potentially to help. We are no longer living in a world where chronic diseases have one distinct origin. There are often multiple origin with origins within various body systems contributing to the problem. And I think we saw this in pain last week, and we can see this with acne this week. We now have the opportunity to deconstruct the entanglements of these different systems, such as the brain and the digestion, to bring about long-term benefit that might get you one step closer to feeling free from your acne or other skin issues. So what do you think? An interesting subject, this one. I had a lot of fun putting this together. I hope you've enjoyed it. Once again, if you have any questions or comments, you can always make those at the platform where you are listening to this. Before we finish today, this episode of Free and Inspire Radio, if you'd love to hear more from me and get the word on new articles, podcast episodes and more, just jump over to the website philipwatkins.health and join our community via the newsletter, social media, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, that's all coming. And if you go to my LinkedIn page at philipwatkins.health or philipwatkinsnaturopathy, you will able to you'll hear an interview that I did for Hong Kong Radio RTHK uh, that was really interesting on IBS. And thank you to Sadia Osmani for having me on her show. 
Your reviews on Apple Podcasts and Spotify help me get the word on the street. And if you're listening to this on YouTube, throw the video a like and subscribe to see when each new podcast is uploaded. I'd like to send shout outs to some of the new listeners to the show. We've had a nice amount of new people join us in Hong Kong, so welcome. And also some people in Texas and Louisiana, so welcome. This show is about helping you find the freedom to feel inspired again. I hope this show has gotten you one step closer if you're living with acne. Until next week, don't forget to take care of yourself and those around you. I am Philip Watkins signing off for another episode of Free and Inspired Radio. We'll be back with a new episode next week. Until then, enjoy. Bye. You made it to the end. This show is all about you, and we hope you finished this episode feeling one step closer to feeling free and inspired. We'll be back next week, but if you want to know more about Philip, please catch a digital flight to www.philipwatkins.health for further details about how we might be able to help. In the meantime, have a great morning, afternoon, or evening, and we'll see you for another episode next week.